All right, welcome to the Simple Ways to Have a Good Life podcast. As always, my name is James, and I've spent the last 20 years helping people live their lives in more intentional ways and in healthier ways. And this podcast is where I take everything I've learned in those two decades and I share it with you. So today's episode and maybe uh, like the next few episodes actually come from a poll on Instagram where I asked people if they wanted the next series to be about, uh, we were looking at uh, getting things done, talking about anxiety more than we already have over there, uh, or self-sabotage. And I was really surprised that self-sabotage was the pretty clear winner from everybody who voted. So I, I this was going to be just an Instagram series, but I wanted it to start on the podcast because I've really found that when I talk about myself, when I'm honest about myself and my past and some of the mistakes I've made, you need to hear my voice because when I just write about it, like I'm pretty honest about myself. And when I just write about it, it sounds like I'm being harsh on myself or self-critical, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I'm hoping that if you can hear me laugh when I tell these stories or and you can tell that I'm not crying and sad about it, that it'll make it less bothersome for people to hear me be honest about myself. So this, this episode, we're going to just kind of define self-sabotage. I'm going to give some examples of it from my own life and... We'll see where that leads. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll follow up with people who listen to it. I'll follow up with some people on Instagram, and we'll see what needs to be covered next as far as self sabotage goes, because it really is an important topic, and it is something we need to have an awareness of and to um, be mindful of in our own lives. So when you get down to it, self sabotage is just anything we do that hinders our own success. I think I think we all do that. We all have those things that we do that 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 where we hinder ourselves, and it's often confusing to us. We often don't know why we do it, but it's something that we do. So I wanted to start all this off by saying that personally, I believe that self sabotage serves a function for us. I don't think it's I don't think it's irrational. I don't think it's something that we do just just without any purpose at all. I'm not saying it's healthy or skillful. I'm just saying that it doesn't make you crazy. It um it, it has a reason, and that once you can realize what that reason is, you can probably approach it more skillfully and more intentionally. Now, with all that being said, I think it's important that we don't get so caught up in the why that we don't do anything about the the actual thing that's causing us trouble. It's like if I if I get in a car crash and my car flips over and I'm stuck in there. If I lay there thinking about all the things that led to me getting there, you know, golly, I was I, I knew I was too tired to drive and I uh you know, I, I wonder why I did it anyway. You know what? It's because I told people that I would be there and I'm a people pleaser. And that people pleasing has really caused me so much trouble. Cool. That's awesome. But I got to get out of the car. Like I, the, the reasons why are less important a lot of the time. I think maybe once you once you address something, if you want to go back and dig into why, cool. But I guess what I would encourage you to do and what I encourage everybody to do is don't get so caught up on the why that you don't deal with the thing. We, we really like to theorize and, and, and dive into abstractions about things. And I think a lot of times that's maybe a subtle form of self-sabotage because by diving into those things, by thinking about them a lot, you never actually end up dealing with them. And so I think you got to watch out for that. I think it, it's the, the, the ego can be very, very subtle in how it works. It can be very subtle in how it tries to keep us where we are. It can be very subtle in how it tries to paralyze us. Uh, you know, and it's, you know, to keep us safe, you know, air quotes around safe, but 
you know, the safest thing we could do would be to never grow, to never do anything, to never risk anything. And so just when you, when we talk about self-sabotage, look for the really subtle ways. Now, when I talk about my self-sabotage, it's not going to be very subtle. Uh, my self-sabotaging, uh, self-destructive behavior was really, really noticeable. Um, I had, I had a girl tell me once that I was the most self-destructive person she'd ever met. And a lot of people have pointed out to me the amount of self-sabotage, especially when I was younger. These days, I, I think I deal with it pretty well these days, and I'll talk a little bit about how I do that. But when I was younger, my self-sabotage was like, it was top-notch. Like it was, uh, it was, it was impossible to miss. One I think of is that uh, when I was, uh, I think it was like my second or third time in college. I mean, you want to know self-sabotage. I've been kicked out of college three times. And then one time I was going to uh, Austin Community College and I showed up for the first day and I hadn't been able to buy the math book yet. And I walk in, the professor says, where's your book? And I said, I haven't been able to get it yet. And he said, well, I don't know why you're here. And I thought, you know what? You're right. I'm leaving. And so I quit school. I quit school over that. Uh, I got booted out for grades. I got booted out for non-attendance, things like that. That is self-sabotaging behavior. But the, the most blatant of it was, so I, I, I hope I remember this right. If there are any teachers or principals out there who remember the 90s and I get some acronyms wrong, forgive me. But I never passed the TASP test. I think that was like the, it was the pre a couple precursors ago to the, what's now the STAR test here in my state of Texas. These ridiculous um, tests that kids have to take. And I, I don't think it affects you like graduating and stuff, but it, it does something. I don't know what it does. But when I was there, it was called the TASP test. I never passed the math part because I, I don't know that I tried. I think if I remember right, I was taking the math part and I didn't, I didn't know something. And so I, I just left and I went home. And so uh, self-sabotaging, as you can see right there. So I, I never passed it, which made me TASP liable when I got to college. And so what that meant was I had to be enrolled in a TASP uh, approved course, like a TASP liable course to be, so I had to be enrolled in this course to be enrolled in college. And if I missed this course three times, I got kicked out of the course, which means I got kicked out of college. So I had a Nintendo 64 and I rented this game, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And I skipped an entire week of college to beat that game before I had to return it. I'm talking, it would cost me like, you know, this was back in the 90s, it was probably like two bucks to re-rent that game, play it again on the weekend. Nope, burned right through it. Got booted out of college over it. These kinds of things were so present in my life for so long. I made a comment in a, in, a, in a blog post one time that I'd had 50 plus jobs in my life. And my wife said, there's no way you've had 50 jobs. So I, uh, I, we sat down and made a list and I topped out at 65. I've had 65 jobs in my life. But of those jobs, I've only had hey, four or five in the last 20 years. I've, only, I've had one job for the past uh, seven or eight. I've had two jobs for the past... 17 or 18 years. So you can see where I really piled up a whole lot of jobs early on in life. I'm only 43. So all these other jobs, uh, you know, happen pretty quickly, but I would, uh, I would, I would not show up. I got fired all the time for no call, no show. I got fired from my, I was working as an electrician. I was a high school dropout working as an electrician, had a great opportunity. I drink on the job drink on the job doing electrical work on ladders with like electricity. And I got fired. The number of job interviews I skipped because I got so drunk the night before I couldn't do anything. That just the drinking and the drug use itself was I was constantly hindering my own success in life. I was, I was 
unable to not do it. And I can look back and see where these things set me back significantly. I think emotionally, especially like emotionally and mentally, I've always been immature. I've always been behind a lot of people my age. And so, and I, so I see the effects of this, you know, I wrecked a car, I totaled a car that wasn't paid off. And that I had like a week before I had decided to stop carrying insurance on because I didn't want to pay for it. So I had to pay off this whole car that I didn't even own anymore. It was gone. It was, it was dust. And I was still paying on the, on the damn thing. These days, my self-sabotage tends to be a lot less interesting. I constantly drop the ball on diet and exercise. I'm 43. I have to be careful with those things. And those are the things I consistently drop the ball on. I self-sabotage by being very hard on myself and trying to be perfectionistic. Because if I, if, if I set the standard as perfection, I'm never going to attain that. And so I never actually have to put anything out there. So therefore, I will never fail. I self-sabotage by taking on too many things at once. I, I take on so many projects and say yes to so many things that I don't get anything done. I self-sabotage by being disorganized and not being able to keep up with how many things I have going on. You know, I've mentioned on here before that, you know, I went and got a coach because I, I have hundreds of thousands of written words on my computer I've done nothing with. I have videos and classes and all sorts of stuff I've done nothing with. So I had to hire somebody to help me sort through that. And, you know, that's, that's actually a good transition. Um, I don't want this, this episode to go on forever because we're going to talk about this a few more times, I think. But here's the ways I've learned to deal with my self-sabotage. I limit what I'm doing to three things. I have a background, you know, my, uh, the, my desktop background on my computer. I made one on Canva that I have the three things I'm doing. And so right now, I'll actually look at it right now and tell you what they are. Well, the three things I have to do right now is get my taxes ready, catch up on my email, make notes for the self-sabotage series. Actually, as of this podcast, I've completed all three of those now. So what I'll do is I'll go on Canva and I will remake that and add three more things. By limiting it to three things, I don't get to skip the hard things by looking at other things on my list. And three is manageable. So I, I, I chop everything up into very manageable chunks. Like I wouldn't put on there like write, write a book. It, it, you know, I, I would chop that up into very manageable pieces to make them where they're actually goals. I commit publicly to do things. I leverage my ego against my ego by publicly committing about what I'm going to do and putting it out there so that people will ask me about it. That's how I started this podcast. That's how I started my blog. That's how I started my website. That's how I start everything because I will fail myself seven days a week. I don't fail other people. And so I've learned to leverage that to help myself. Like I said, I got a coach. I work with a woman named Jacqueline up in New Jersey. She's awesome. She just helps keep me on track because left to my own devices, I will chase butterflies. I will chase rabbit trails, whatever the saying is. I'll find something interesting to do other than what I'm supposed to be doing. So that, that's another thing I do is I'm pretty ruthless on, on what I allow myself to follow as far as my interests go. I get really fast. Like everything interests me. I like everything. And I go down these rabbit holes and I want to learn everything about every topic. The thing is, is that like we all have limited time and we have to choose where we're going to put our time and energy and attention. So I, I limit myself on that a lot. And then on a more like existential or abstract track, I learned to like myself and I learned to recognize that my thoughts are just thoughts. Those two things like not liking myself and thinking I was white trash and thinking I was a loser and that just, so of course I self-sabotaged. This is what I do. So of course I'm going to do that. Learning to change that and then learning to recognize that the, that the narration that plays in my mind is just thoughts and that I don't have to give them any weight other than what I choose to give them. Um, that my thoughts are helpful in certain situations like we talked about in the thought series. 
that my thoughts are helpful in certain situations, completely useless in others. Those two things help me stop sabotaging significantly. So that's today's episode. I want to encourage everybody to notice the ways that you hinder yourself and see what function that might be serving. For me, for many, many years, self-sabotage allowed me to stay in addiction, to keep drinking because I liked drinking, to keep eating pills because I liked eating pills. That kept me from ever having to put myself out there. You know, I, I, I come out of the, the Gen X 90s slacker culture where I didn't really want to do much. I think I was afraid to try. I've always been afraid to try because I don't want to fail. And that's so weird because I've failed so many times. And I think that's what frees me from that fear now. But I still don't like judgment. I still don't like criticism from others. And so I use perfectionism to keep me from putting things out there that might be criticized. You know, I take on so, so many things that I'll never actually get anything done if I'm left to my own devices. And if you don't get anything done, you can't, you can't be criticized. So recognizing that was huge. So I want to encourage you to take the time to recognize the ways that you self-sabotage and don't be critical. Don't be hard on yourself, but take that as an opportunity to, to see how you could address it. I would love to hear back from you about this topic since it's kind of, since it's kind of being, it's, a, it's like a democracy topic where people voted. And I'm going to ask on Instagram, you know, get people who listen to this to say, tell me what else we need to address. I think what I'd like to do is look at like some more like common types of self-sabotage. But in this first one, I just wanted to talk about my own because I don't want to seem like I'm criticizing people or being judgmental. Like I'm the king of self-sabotage. There ain't nothing you've done that's going to shock me. I can guarantee you that. But I'd love to hear where we could take this, where it would be useful for you. So uh, you, you can find me at my website, jamesscotthenson.com. You can find me on Instagram, James Scott Henson. You can just email me, james at James Scott Henson. So shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram and let me know where we can take this topic of self-sabotage for it to be most useful for you. I'll be talking about this more on Instagram. Uh, like I said, it's just James Scott Henson. My profile is public. You don't have to follow me or anything, but I'm going to be posting about this on there. And so we're just going to kind of address this from multiple angles. And my hope is that we find a way to help people do less self-sabotaging without moving into judgment of self. So no matter what, take care of yourself, love yourself, love the people around you. Don't fall into self-criticism. Don't fall into self-hatred. The things you do, you do for a reason. We just have to figure out that reason and come up with a better way to do it. I look forward to talking to you in two weeks. Take care.